Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. And Lord, even as we gather around the Word of God today, we pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Oh God, for everyone under the sound of my voice, wherever you may be, start talking to the Lord and say, Lord, speak to me this morning. Minister to me as an individual. I know you love everybody in the world, but I also know that you love me and you have a word for me this morning. You have a word for me this moment. Speak to me, oh God. Let me be that good ground that the word of God falls on and bears a mighty harvest. In the mighty name name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and talk to the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree and declare that may your life not remain the same after today. May God take you from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. Lord, I pray for the hopeless, the one that is at the point of giving up. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. May you give them hope, oh God. I pray for the sick. May they be healed, oh God. I pray for the oppressed. May they go free in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for the one that doesn't know the Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God, today by an encounter with the risen Christ, may they surrender totally to you, oh God. Even as the apostle Paul encountered you on the road to Damascus, when he saw the light and heard the voice, that was a beginning of a new chapter in his life. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may this morning mark a new beginning in the life of someone by the encounter with the resurrected Christ. May they see the light. May they hear the voice of the Lord. No matter how hardened their heart may be, you said when the Holy Ghost comes, he will convict the world of sin. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, do a mighty work in the life of those watching online. Those that watch on TV. Those that watch, listen on the radio. I pray for an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And at the end, we will give you all the praise. We will give you all the glory. Oh, for you are Allah. And because you live, we can face tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Say amen. Say amen. Say thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. We welcome our online and TV audience and radio. And if you are online, share this with somebody. It can totally transform their lives. It is so good to serve God. And what a day to be alive in the air. We were born for such a time as this. Even as it gets darker and darker in the world, the body of Christ will keep soaring and soaring and soaring. Our light will keep shining brighter and brighter. Oh my Lord and my God. I'm so happy and excited this morning. I pray you get excited too. Thank you Lord. I hope you had a blessed week. It was a good week for me. It's always a joy to come to you with the word of the Lord. And I pray that by the encounter with the risen Christ, your life will not be the same. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Last week, we talked about Jesus Christ, what he is doing for us now. It's so important. Please get back to that. Go back to that lesson and play it over and over and over and over again. Take the notes till you really get it. Because Jesus Christ is still in the ministry. And we talked about this and we'll um, cover that this morning. What is Jesus? What has he redeemed us from? Let's go back to the verse that we looked at last week. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. He says, Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all. Notice this phrase. Having obtained eternal redemption. And we reference the fact that this was a once and for all ministry that the Lord Jesus Christ did. Having obtained eternal redemption. Redemption, having obtained eternal redemption. Now, we are going to focus on that word this morning, redemption. And Psalm 107, thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 107, verse 2. Psalm 107, verse 2 says, he says, thank you, Lord. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord do something. Let them say so. But what has he redeemed them from? He says he has redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. A solid understanding of redemption is key for us to be able to enjoy and walk in the victory that Jesus Christ has paid for us. He has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. The question is, what are we redeemed from? He just answered the one here. He says we are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. But he says that if you are redeemed, do something. Say it. Proclaim it. Let's say all say it this morning. Let the redeemed. Shout it louder, please. Let the redeemed. Of the Lord say so. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So it's so important that we realize this in our lives. Now, in the New Testament, the New Testament was originally written in Greek. There are four words that, we trans that is translated redeem, redemption, and all that. The first word is agorazo. Agorazo. I'm not a Greek scholar, so if I pronounce it wrong, you and I, you are in the, we are in the same boat. <laughs> but sometimes the meaning of those words help us because when you read the English Bible, all you see is one word. The second word is ex agorazo. And then three is lutro. And four, apolotrosis. These all mean different things. And where Paul gets, you see that a lot in the writings of the Apostle Paul. Where he gets it from, for instance, let's go to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. And even before we go there, you see, he's de he derives it from the first century slave market. And, and for instance, in the, in the city of Ephesus, please, please put up those exhibits. In the city of Ephesus and all throughout the Roman Empire, they had slave markets. So for instance, those online you see and those here we have seen on the screen as well. And show, show, show the market as well. They had a marketplace. 
And the marketplace had slaves in there where people will go and be able to go and buy people as slaves. And so before Jesus Christ came, the whole world was a big slave market. We were all sold in slavery and under the bondage and captivity of the enemy. So for instance, in Colossians 1 verse 13, Colossians 1 13, this is so important, please. If you get this, you've gone a long way in your walk with the Lord. He says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Notice he says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins or the remission of sins. So Jesus Christ came, seen where you and I were, he came on a divine rescue operation and just like someone snatching someone from danger in the nick of time, we that were in the slave market of the enemy, sold under the enemy, he came and snatched us out just in the nick of time and paid the ransom. When those people went to the slave market, they had to pay a price for the slave. So he's saying here, he has delivered us. That is talking about people who are in the kingdom of God. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption. That's that word again. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. To translate, it means to transfer from one place to another. And he's saying that based on this, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And so Satan has no legitimate control over you. That is if you are in Christ Jesus. And he has, he has, there is, he has no legitimate control over you. The price has been paid, which was the blood of Jesus, to set us free from his control. And now redemption is ours. Deliverance is ours. Wholeness belongs to us. Spirit, soul, and body. This is talking about people who are in the kingdom of God. So, the question is, if that is the case, if deliverance belongs to me, if I'm in a new kingdom, if healing belongs to me, if the blessing of the Lord, prosperity, and being blessed and being a blessing belongs to me, if all if Satan has no legitimate control over me, why does the battle keep raging? If I'm supposed to be free in my mind, why is the battle still raging? Why, why, why? That's the question that we, we, we ask. Let's use this illustration. One time, someone owned a goat, and in the middle of the night, or maybe they had a farm, in the middle of the night, they got a call from the police saying, hey, look, your goat is out there, is in, in, in the middle of some, or out there somewhere, and um, we want you to come and get, it may probably hit by a car, we want you to come and get that goat from there. And so he goes to where the goat is, and he realizes that, no, this thing was not hit by a car, but someone stole the goat and tied the feet of the goat with ropes. So when he saw that, 
he untied the rope so that the animal could move. But he, he realized that when, even when the, the goat had the ropes untied, it still wouldn't move. Then he, got a he went closer and, and, and took a look. And, and when he took a look, he realized that the legs of the animal were still tied together. So the animal still thought, the goat still talked, thought that it was still in bondage and it was still in captivity. So he pushed the legs apart, stood it up, and gave it a little slap and said, my friend, go walk. <laughs> Get moving. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the good realized that it wasn't bound anymore. It was free, and then it started moving. And so many times in Christ, we have been made free. We have been set free from the enemy's captivity. We have been set free from Satan's bondage. But without knowing that we have been made free, he keeps us in captivity. But this morning, the goal of this is for us to realize what redemption means. And for us to get to the place where we realize that Jesus Christ has set us free, completely free. And so we have to walk in that redemption and we have to walk in that liberty and refuse to be bound again. Very, 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 very important. So what are some of the illusions? Of bondages of bondage or the illusions that we have that keeps us in bondage and in captivity. One, the first one is wrong thinking. Wrong thinking will keep you in the illusion of bondage. Wrong thinking. Wrong thinking. Not thinking in line with the word of God. Two, Wrong believing will keep you in the illusion of bondage. Wrong believing. One is wrong thinking. Two is wrong believing. If you think wrong and you believe wrong, it will keep you in that illusion of bondage even though Jesus Christ has made you free. Three, memories of terrible experiences that happened before you knew the Lord. Memories of terrible experiences that happened before you knew the Lord. Let's, let me repeat. We are taking notes. So, one is wrong thinking. Two, wrong believing will keep you in the illusion of bondage. Three, memories of terrible experiences that happened before you knew the Lord. And four, fear or fears transferred to you by your family or friends or your loved ones has the power to keep you in the illusion of bondage. For instance, when you were growing up, maybe your family, every time they said, I am afraid of this, we are afraid of that, we are afraid of that, we are afraid of this, I am afraid of this. And some way, somehow, you built a fear into your system. And so even though, even though there might not be anything, it, a fear keeps you in bondage. And so it's 
another point. And then five, years of feeding on incorrupt and incorrect information. If you, your source of information is wrong and you constantly feed on incorrect information, gradually you will begin to, to be afraid. You can even get to the place where you are even afraid to step out of your house and go anywhere because you've been feeding yourself with wrong information. And, and, and so like that goat, even though Jesus, your legs are free, even though you are free in the Lord, you are not able to express yourself freely and walk in the, in the, in the freedom that Jesus Christ has paid for you. But this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus, by the light of God's word, that comes to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said that comes to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said that comes to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said that comes to an end in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You see, if, if you're not thinking right, even though you're lax and you are free in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ has made you free, you may perceive that you are still bound in some area of your life. So what needs to happen? One, we need to renew our mind. We need to renew our mind. Romans chapter 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 12 from verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans 12, verse 1. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, notice this, what is good, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let's pause there. There's a lot in here. Now, when you get born again, what gets born again is the person living on the inside. Your spirit man is the one that gets born again. Your mind is still the same and your body is still the same. Now, in the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, he created them perfectly. I mean, they were so clothed in the glory of God, and they were conscious of the realm that God lived in to the extent that they didn't even know that they were naked. It was after the fall that they began to realize that they were naked. So they were more conscious of God and more conscious of the invisible realm where God dwells in than this other realm. When they, when they sinned, that they, they, now instead of depending on God, instead of uh, depending on that invisible realm, now they are depending on their senses to live. What they can see, what they can smell, what they can touch, what they can hear. They are now living more and this realm is more conscious to them than the other side. So he's saying that when you become born again, and that has been the struggle of man throughout all the ages, 
to be restored back to the realm where they fell back from. But thanks be to God, Jesus Christ has made that possible. He has made access to that realm possible for you and I again. And so he sees that even though you are born again, you must renew the mind and begin to think in line with the word of God. You must begin to believe in line with the word of God. The whole mind has to change. What God says and his word says is more real to you than what you see on the side. So he says to the Ephesians, he must have wanted the church, all the churches to get it. He says in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23. He says, he says, verse 22, says, Ephesians 4 22, he says that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So he says put off something. Then he says put on the new man. Put on that new man. That one which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Let the mind be renewed and let it begin to think in line with the word of God. Please, if that doesn't happen, you will remain in the babyhood state of Christianity. It's so important. The new person has God living in there. He has the spirit of God dwelling in there in the person of his spirit. And God wants that person to be the dominant one. To be the one in charge and dominate the mind and dominate the body and keep the body under. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's see what he says to the Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 10, he must have realized that all the churches should get this. And he says, verse 9 again, Colossians 3 9 says, Do not lie one to another. Since notice this, you have put the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to him, uh, the image of him who created him. And have put on the new man. Put off the old man with his deeds. The body will still want to go in the old direction that he used to go. And that is what causes confusion sometimes for new people who have just come to the Lord. When I was in the world, I had these desires, I had these things. And some way, somehow, my body wants to still go in that direction. But here I know there is something else on the inside. I do not desire to commit sin. I do not desire to displease the Lord. There is a battle going on. He's saying that put on that new man and let it tell the mind and let it tell the body what to do the new man is created in the image of him according to the image of him who created him it has to be done it has to be done god will help you do it god will help all of us do it but it's something that needs to be done turn with me to first peter chapter 1 verse 13 first peter 1 13 he says again He's focusing on the mind, on all these scriptures, and then on the new man. He says, therefore, get up the loins of your mind. 
be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Get up the loins of your mind. Get up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Get up the loins of your mind. What is he saying there? He's using an illustration that these people understand. Now, the athletes of their day, they will have clothes. And when the clothes that they had, if it was hanging loosely, it will prevent them and get in between their knees and prevent them from running their race and to, to completion. So it seems the same way your mind. So that's where we get with them. What they will do is they will get those clothes and tuck it in their belt so that they will be they'll be free to run without any hindrance and anything encumbering them so so that is where we get we, we, we get that term tie loose ends so he's saying that your mind has the tendency to think wrong to believe wrong to depend on the memories from the past to 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 be to, be, to entertain fear or the incorrupt information that you have fed your mind with all the time Tie up those loose ends. Get it up. Because if you don't, they are going to hinder you from your walk with the Lord. So he says, tie those up. Get up the loins of your mind. Don't let it run loose. Don't entertain the fear. Don't entertain the wrong thinking. Don't entertain the wrong believing. Get up the loins of your mind and begin to think in line with your redemption. And don't let anything hinder you. No distractions. Remove all of that. Those loose hanging things. That will prevent you. From running the race. Set before you. So that you can walk fully. In the redemption that has been purchased for you. Do you like, you not be like that God that is free. But some way somehow. You are bound. And in captivity. To the enemy. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that today you will walk free and you walk in liberty in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In so now with that background, let's go back to Colossians 1.13. Colossians 1.13, he says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. So when Jesus came into the slave market of the world, he said, I am willing to pay whatever price I have to pay to redeem these people. The price demanded was his blood, and Jesus put his blood on the table, and he gave his life to us to redeem us out of the power of darkness. And darkness is not supposed to have control over our lives. No, darkness represents all that the enemy stands for. And let me pause here and, 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 and make a note. He's saying translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The question, if you are watching on TV or watching online, have you been translated? Because that word for redemption there, if you are a Christian, is one thing. You are in the kingdom of God, and you are walking in that illusion of bondage, is one thing. Because that word, that word there for redemption, again, is coming from that slave market, and 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 
there were two kinds of slaves in those days. There, was, there, were, there were public slaves and there were private slaves. The public slaves, the Roman Empire, the, the Roman, uh, built, in building the Roman Empire, they will employ them for various projects. Then there were private citizens, private slaves, where the private individual families would get those slaves and use them for whatever he wanted, they wanted. And sometimes to test, to really test them, they will spit on their face. They will try to make them angry to test their endurance even before they brought them, if they brought them into the house, whether they'll be angry or what, what, what the case might be. So if you are not in the kingdom of God, you are still on the devil's slave market. And the thing is, he can toss you left and right. He can kick you any day that you want. Maybe you are watching right now. I am asking you. Maybe at night he's harassing you in your dreams. Maybe you have demonic manifestations in your house. You see certain things crawling on your walls. I can assure you you by the word of the living God if you are not in the kingdom of God the enemy can kick you around any day he wants you are in his captivity you are in his bondage he can do whatever he wants with you at any point at, like in Mark we say at any time T at any time T he can do whatever he wants with you Maybe you are going through a difficult, maybe he's, he's harassing your mind. Maybe he's harassing in your health. Maybe you are bound by addiction and you've tried all the natural processes to deliver yourself. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God, you cannot free yourself. It's an effort in futility. Only Jesus Christ can deliver you. And Jesus, before even you were born, that is the good news that we are announcing today. Before you were born, he saw you afar off and he said, I am going to pay the price for this person. What happened is when they went into that market, there was an auction. People will auction for the slave. And they will say the highest bidder got the price. Jesus saw the value that was in you. And he said, I will pay whatever price to deliver you from the slave market. And he has delivered you. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If you are experiencing an illusion of bondage, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, you begin to renew your mind and walk in the freedom where he has made you free. Oh my Lord, I'm excited this morning. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The slave market was called the Agora, and that's where we get that term. It was monumental and it was it was it was people were sold like garbage and sold into slavery that is where jesus christ came to find us so when he came notice what the bible says in ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 he says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness or the remission of sins. He has redeemed us from sins. Acc 
according to the riches of his grace. He paid an awesome price for the sin of Adam. Somebody had to pay that price. And the price this man that was the blood of Jesus. And when he came, my Lord and my God, he said the remission of sins according to the riches of his grace. He had to pay a high price. Our redemption was purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. To purchase, to, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, notice this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. Now, these verses will mean a lot to us. 1 Corinthians 6, 20. He says this. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That word but there is agor agorazo. It signifies the marketplace. It means to purchase in the marketplace. It is used to denote the purchase of a slave out of the slave market. To transfer ownership from one seller to a buyer to redeem. Hallelujah. You were bought at a price. And the thing about it is, Jesus, those people will buy them and still use them as slaves. But Jesus bought you with the intent to make you free forever. Amen. Hallelujah. To make you free forever. So now some of these verses will mean a lot to us. He says that, notice this, before Jesus Christ came in Romans chapter 7, verse 14, Romans chapter 7, verse 14, he says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, notice this, sold under sin. Before Jesus Christ came, we were under a different master. We were under a different master. He could do with us whatever he wanted. Who sold us there? Adam sold us in the beginning. By an act of high treason, he sold us under sin and all its effect mankind was transferred from the hand of god into the hand of a new owner and the new owner was satan himself until jesus christ came and paid the price for a redemption like slaves in the marketplace we were, we were helpless as satan he slapped us and kicked us around spitting on us abusing us in every possible way, he tried to damage our self-image, our souls with sin and vices. He tried to mar us emotionally. And when he was finished from one form of bondage, he would take us back again and put us on the trade, trade auction block to be auctioned again to another slave. Oh, but no more. Somebody say no more. Shout it no more. Shout it no more. Shout it no more. Jesus Christ has come and paid the price. 
So no longer do I have to be in captivity to sin. No longer do I have to be in captivity to sickness. No longer do I have to be in captivity to poverty and to any vice or bondage of the enemy. Now I have a new Lord. I have a new master, and that slave totally belonged to the enemy. Now, he says that now that we have come into the kingdom of God, Jesus is our new master. And now, the same way that we used to yield our lives to our old slave master, now we yield ourselves. To the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we make a decision that we are not slaves any longer to the enemy. Now we are slaves of the Lord Jesus Christ. As an act of our will. So he says in Romans chapter 6 verse 17. He says, but God be thanked. Everybody say thank God. Say thank God. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart. That form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, notice this, you became slaves of righteousness. Hallelujah. Slaves of righteousness. Verse 20 says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, notice this, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. Hallelujah. We have been set free from slaves of sin. Now that word there for servant is doulos. Now, we have been redeemed. Now a slave is one whose principal task is to fulfill the desires of the master. So for the rest of our lives, now we say, Lord Jesus, our lives are yielded to you. I belong to you completely. I no longer live for myself. Lord, every day of my life, I belong to you. Your desire is my desire. What do you want me to do today? What you love is what I love. What you desire is what I desire. My life is completely yielded to you. in your hand. Lord Jesus, you came and you sent your son. You saw us in that, you know, we talk about, it's popular to talk about human tra trafficking. The entire world before Jesus Christ was being trafficked by the enemy. And Jesus, if you get this one thing, we'll continue next week, but if you get this one thing, I am no longer a slave to the enemy. Now I'm a slave to God. Now I've been translated into the kingdom of God. That's where the apostle Paul got to. And he says in Romans chapter 1, thank you Lord. Romans chapter 1 verse 1, he says, Paul, 
a bond servant. He's not using that same term. I am a slave. I am a loud slave of Jesus Christ. Called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of God. I am a bond servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I no longer live for myself. I now live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to the person speaking. He was on the way to the road to Damascus. Maybe you are watching right now, you are listening, and you've written yourself off. You say that in the past, I've not lived for God, and, and I've lived for myself. Maybe Jesus is calling you, he's reaching out to you. Maybe at one time you knew him, and for some reason, your love for him has gone cold, and you are not serving him in truth and in deed. Or maybe you are out there, you don't even have a relationship with Jesus. You are saying, who is God? Why should I serve him? Why should I obey him? You are saying, I'm self-sufficient. Why do I even need God? Ah, but this, what it, what it, these are not days to play around with those things. The end is here and is very close. The Bible says that if you hear the word of the Lord, today is the day of salvation. Make that decision because one of these days, the last trumpet will sound. Whether you believe it or not, Jesus is coming and he's coming very soon. So you have to make a stand and make it very quickly. Which side you are on? Are you on God's side or are you on the devil's side? Ah, maybe you're on the devil's side and he's kicking you around. It's time to make a draw a line in the sun and say today, 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 I am making that decision. Paul was like that, very hard. He thought that killing Christians was doing a service to God. He thought that he was doing the right thing. And you see, he was very zealous in what he was doing. He was very passionate in what he was doing. It's those are the people that God likes. Because if God can take that person and transfer that person to this other side, it becomes very explosive. <laughs> oh my Lord and my God. People like that, they go all out for God. I pray you will be like that. They don't know about half-heartedly serving God. They are either in or out. When he's killing people, he does it to the max. When God takes him and brings him into the kingdom of God, when he's plunging people from hell into the kingdom of God, he does it with all. I pray you'll be like that. That you will serve God wholeheartedly. That you will not serve God with half-heartedly. But all your life will be totally yielded to God's spirit, soul, and body. Your time, your treasure, your talent, everything belongs to God. Your time is the most value, one of the most valuable things that you have. Lord, every single day of my life, I am yielded to you. He was going. And one day, he met the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray today may you encounter the Lord Jesus. As the word of God is being preached. He encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. And he saw him. And he heard his voice. And you know what he said? That is what he said. I'm a born servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing that he said to him. And I pray you will make that statement. The statement of your life. All throughout your life. The Lord, what would you have me to do? He says, Acts chapter 9. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 6, when he fell off, he says, So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do? Th that should be your prayer every day. I pray, make that your prayer every day. When you wake, in your wake, when you wake up in the morning, say to the Lord, I say to him when I wake up, good morning, Father. He's my very Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I love you because you first loved me. Follow it up by saying, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? I know you have a job to go to, but let the kingdom of God be on your mind first and ask him, what do you want me to do? I am now your slave. I am now your servant. I, am, I know I am a child of God. I know that you indwell me. I know that you love me. I know you have prepared the very best for this day. And I know you are working for me. You see, it becomes a covenant relationship. We have a very limited understanding of that. Jesus when before he left, this is all my notes, but this will have someone. This is bonus material. Jesus, before he left, was the feet of his disciples. That was the menial job for the slave of the house. He's saying that, look, I came to serve you. I am living, and like we stated last week, oh, it ties all back together. He ever lives for us, and he's doing all those things for us and serving us still. Now we get up and we, 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 we look at our lives and we say, Lord Jesus, we reciprocate that and say, Lord, what do you want me to do for? Is there a task that you are looking for somebody to do for, to do for you today? Are you looking for somebody to pray? Are you looking for someone to reach out to someone that is in distress? Let me be your hand. Let me be your feet. Let me be your eyes. Lord, speak through me today. Let me be a blessing today. Oh, my Lord and my God. When you live with that mindset, when you live with that motive, Life gets very interesting. Oh, my Lord and my God. That is when you really start living. Oh, that is when you, began, you begin to enjoy life. Lord, what do you want me to do for you? I am your bond slave. I am totally yielded to you. Lord, Mary told those people that were looking for, 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 for one at that wedding, when embarrassment was staring at them in the face. John chapter 2 verse 5. Make that the classic verse of your life. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Lord, speak a kind word to somebody. Give this person a call. Share the love of Jesus. Share your talent with them. Share your time with them. Share your treasure with them. Lord, what do you want? And realize also that he's translated you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. What has he redeemed us from? That means that no longer shall your mind be tormented by the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, that is why we are here to help. If he's tormenting your mind, in the name of the Lord Jesus, rise up and say in Jesus' name. 
no more of your torment on my mind. I am no longer in your kingdom. But again, you have to watch. Don't unconsciously put yourself on his territory. Don't feed yourself with a horror movie before you go to bed. <laughs> and you see those dragons chasing you in your dreams. <laughs> you fed the fear in there. And now they are showing up and dangling your themselves. No. <laughs> you put yourself in that situation. No, 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 no. Feed yourself with Psalm 23. Feed yourself. Says so 120, Psalm 127. Oh, feed yourself. With those words, he gives his beloved sleep. No, no, no. I don't need antidepressant and sleeping tablet. I am going to depend on the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, he says, he who keeps his mind on the Lord, keep your mind on the Lord, and he will give you perfect peace. If your peace is disturbed, check where your mind is being. I'll say it again. Again, this is not on my note, but it helps someone. If your peace is disturbed, check where you are keeping your mind. What is your mind on? Because he's purchased the prize for our freedom. You will keep him, Isaiah 26, 3, in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the news. You, were, you read your Bible, you are doing okay till you saw that report and all your faith and all your peace went out with it. If you can't talk back to the news, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says what? So if your mind is disturbed, it tells me you've taken your mind off the Lord. He will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. It's all coming back together again. Get up the loins. Tie up the loose ends. Don't let your mind wander all around. Keep it on the Lord. We need that in these days and times. You see, you can be in the kingdom of God and be translated there. The devil has no control and dominion over you. But if you in turn do not get up the loins of your mind, and don't keep it on the Lord. That's a problem. You'll be depressed. You, you live every day uh, long-faced. And no. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy. Keep your mind on the Lord. I searched in the kingdom of light. And I didn't see any sickness there. I said, no, no, no. Me, no, no, no. It's not there. You will enjoy health. He's redeemed you from, we'll get into that next week. I'm cr crossing over there. I'm giving you a little, a little taste of what's coming up. <laughs> oh, I check in that kingdom. Oh, and he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. So don't entertain the fear. It doesn't come from God. For he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And of a sound mind. Now back there again. 
It seems the Spirit of God is stressing on that this morning. And of a sound mind. Receive a sound mind this morning. Second Timothy 1.7. Receive a sound mind, sound mind this morning. I say receive a sound mind this morning. Receive a sound body this morning. That doctor's report, receive health in your body this morning. Receive peace of mind in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm so happy. I don't have any concern. I just live to bless people. I just live to lead others to the Lord. I just, that is my joy and my passion. And to see others grow and to walk in victory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Every state of hopelessness that you find yourself in. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God. That Jesus is your living hope. There is hope for you. Your tomorrow will be alright. Just say my tomorrow will be alright. Shouting 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 my tomorrow will be alright. Because he lives. I live also. And I confess tomorrow. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. I check the kingdom of God. And the last time I checked, there is no pandemic in heaven. The last time I checked, I am seated in heavenly places with Christ, Lord. My Lord and my God. The world may cry out, but for those of us who are in the kingdom of God, we are not under the dominion of the enemy. These are our best days. Shouted my best days are here. 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 Oh, I feel like running over this building. Shouted my best days are here. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wake up every day and say, what do you want? It's, a, it's the best life to live. I tell you, serving God is the best way to live. Let's do that and bring others with us into the kingdom of God. What do you say? Amen. So many people, if you are watching on TV, listening online, wherever you may be, thank you, Lord Jesus. Ask yourself, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Let's pray. Thank you. The question is, are you under the dominion of Satan? Or are you under the dominion of God? If you are not in the kingdom of God, he can kick you around. If you are in the kingdom of God and you don't know your rights and privileges, we are here to help. We can teach you to, to stop those attacks on your life. But the first decision for you, if you don't know Jesus, maybe you are going through a difficult time. Maybe you've been hit in your family, in your finances, in your health. Maybe you have a bad dust report. Maybe you are jobless. Maybe you don't even know where your next meal is coming from. Or you may be also on the other side of the spectrum. You have abundance, you, so to speak, from a natural standpoint. You, you, maybe your business is struggling. Maybe you say, I have everything I need. Why do I need God? Hmm. The Bible says that God has set eternity in our hearts. That peace that you long for, the joy that you are looking for. There, it seems there is a void. 
and you are trying to fill it with something else. As I sense in my spirit, oh Lord, today is the day of someone's salvation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be a new beginning. It will be a new beginning. I see a new beginning for someone. I see a new chapter. I see a new chapter. I see a new beginning. Things will not be the same after today. Things will not be the same after today. It's a new beginning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your past. He will give you a new beginning. Whoever, whoever, boy, girl, woman, no matter who you are. Jesus Christ came to die for the whole world. Every tribe, every race, everybody. That includes you. I am going to lead you in a prayer. Pray like the Lord Jesus is with you right there. And talk to him. And as you pray through him to the Lord, to the Father, you will be born again. You will come into the kingdom of God. Something will happen on the inside. Just say, Lord Jesus, I've heard your word. I surrender my life to you. I confess you as my Lord. Save me, make me new, and give me a new beginning. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, thank you, Father, for accepting me into the family of God. And if you knew him and you walked away, just say, Lord Jesus, take me back. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank we trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.